going. So today's daf is daf kuf tesvav, page 115. 115 in Mesechus And we got up to today's daf. However, let's go back to the bottom, very, very bottom line of kuf yadalud amarbeiz and begin with a iba'i lehu and the sugya. Today's daf, building off of the beginning of the perek that we started yesterday, is focusing primarily on a woman's testimony when do we believe her? When do we need something else to kick into play to believe her? Now, keep in mind, to, when we don't believe her, it's not because we feel she's not telling the truth. What we came across from Rava and the other Tanayim and Amiram was just a fascinating idea. And that is, in times of war, in times of famine, and when there's a lot of Behala, you know, when there's, well, yeah, when there's upheaval... So people think they know something and it didn't necessarily happen, right? Like the example Rava gave is a woman came and said her husband died from famine. He said, you know, your mom is right. Your mom is right. You know, the little bit of flour that you left for him wouldn't have saved him anyway. And she says, yeah, yeah, Taka. <laughs> so he says, oh, what is, yeah, you see from there that the woman really left before her husband actually died. So it was just a strong assumption that her husband died. Yeah. So... Well, well, just because we're not believing her doesn't necessarily mean we think she's lying. It's just when there's upheaval in people's minds, we want to make sure they actually saw it. They were actually present. So here we go. Says the Gemara, they asked a question searching for information. Let's say she's the one who told us that there is war in the world. Okay. We don't know what's going on in this, diff- in this distant village in Africa between tribes. We don't know what's happening. She comes and tells us that there was a battle and her husband was killed. So usually we say in a time of battle, we don't believe her. But over here, we didn't even know there was a battle in the first place. So if she's the one telling us there's a battle, we're going to believe that she was a battle, but not believe that her husband died? Mahu, what's the halach in such a case? Do we say the, the svara, the logic of Mali Lishakar, which in other terms can really be called Migu, and that is, why would she have lied that her husband you know, uh, passed away in battle? She could have just came back from a trip to Africa and said, There's absolute peace, my husband passed away. And we would have believed it. Yeah, woman just says her husband died. Like, okay, your husband died. So the fact that we didn't know anything before, and then she's the one telling us this information, makes us to believe her. I don't more perhaps keep on the omra Since, like we said, like we explained yesterday, the fact that she said there's a war is not that she's trying to lie over here. There's a war. She really thinks her husband's dead. But it just bit the dummy. It seems like he's dead. But she didn't actually see him dead. Therefore, the logic of Mali Lashakar doesn't kick in. Again, let's explain the question. It's a strong question. The question is like this. A searching question. We be, a woman comes, my husband dies, we believe her. A woman comes and says, there's a famine and my husband died. There's a war and my husband died. All of a sudden, we don't believe her. What if she's the one who's telling us all this information? See, here's the question. One way to look at it is, listen, if you're a believer, you believe her. The other way to look at it is, no. We'd only believe her because usually we'll say Mali Lishakar. Why would she have lied if it didn't really happen? On the other hand, 
she's not even trying to lie. What's bothering us is not that she's lying. What's bothering us is the possibility that she thinks she saw something and it really didn't happen. And that logic remains in place whether or not she's the one telling us about the war. And therefore we would not allow her to remarry. That's the question. Says Gemara answers like this. Toshma, come and listen. Toshma, come and listen. Asinu Oleobayis. If a woman comes running out of a house, she says, my house is on fire, my house is on fire. Isanu Oleomara. Or I was in a cave with my husband and I was on fire. Who Svanini Tzalti? And he's dead. And I ran away. We don't trust her. We don't trust her. You see, she, if she didn't see him dead, so she's saying my husband's dead. Why? Because she didn't see her husband run away. Did she actually see him dead? No. So the, from the fact that she didn't mamish see him dead, even though we're trusting her, and she's the one who told us there's a fire, this goes also fire. It doesn't mean that your husband's dead. So too by the war, so too by the famine. Just because you're the one who told us there's a famine, just because you're the one who told us there's a war, is not a reason to believe that your husband's dead. Says Gemara, no, shiny hasam. That case of fire is different. The Amrin on law, we're going to say to her, What do you mean? How do you know? Did you see your husband dead? Maybe the same way you a miracle happened to you by you running out of the house. Maybe a miracle happened to um, to your husband as well. I'll tell you a funny story quickly. The story happened. There's a Yid, there's a guy in Kyle who um, was in Eretz Yisrael waiting for the bus, uh, waiting for the bus to take him home after first Seder. Okay? After first Seder. And um, all of a sudden he turns and he sees smoke. About a block down. Seems like there's some sort of fire. Okay? He goes running towards it. Goes running towards the, the fire, and there's people screaming. They called they called the fire department, but there's people screaming that uh, there's a house on fire, and there's a woman shrieking that she has a baby, and there's a baby that that hasn't gotten out yet, and the and the um, the there was there was uh, flames already popping out one of the bedroom windows, and the mother's like. Trying to run back in, and people were holding her back because they mamish felt to us a kanas She runs back in. This guy, it, it was they lived on like a half a flight up, like six steps up was, was their house. This guy looks at the woman. He says, "Which house? Which apartment's yours? Which room does your baby sleep in?" He goes. He apparently had some sort of uh, background and understanding engineering of buildings with fires. A face what it was. So he like. He felt a little more confident in his risks. He goes running in to the apartment, full of smoke, full of smoke. He, he uh, like wades through it. He finds a door handle, opens up, grabs onto a baby's crib. 90 seconds later, he's coming out holding a baby in his arms, coughing like crazy. He hands the baby to the mother and leaves. Leaves. Okay, fine. He goes home, second Seder. He, 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 he goes home for lunch. Huh? He's back in line for the bus. He's back in line for the bus. He goes home. Finished. He comes home smelling like smoke. His wife's like, what's your deal? You know? Okay. He's like, listen, uh, this, fine. He comes smelling like smoke. Fine. Shalom al Yisrael. You know, a little wacko. Not something that you'd necessarily recommend for whatever the... But this is a Maisha Shoya. This is what happened. Okay, I'm telling you what happened. Fine. The next day he comes to Yeshiva. He sits down, he's a good guy, he sits down with his chabrusa, and 
his chavrusa is a little bit late. He comes and he says, I got to tell you the craziest story. My wife met Eliyahu Navi yesterday. My wife met Eliyahu Navi yesterday. He says, you're not going to believe it. My house caught on fire. My baby was in there. All of a sudden, Eliyahu Navi comes in, walks into the house, grabs the baby, hands him to my wife, and then he disappeared. Nobody saw him ever again. Eliyahu Navi came to my wife. <laughs> the guy starts laughing. He's a Shalom Aleichem, Eliyahu Navi. You know what I mean? <laughs> I know your wife's special. She's not that special. <laughs> so he, uh, all right, fine. Yeah, cute, uh, cute story. Fine, you say it over in the drusha. Everybody needs to be on the Olanavi. Here it is. You all need a... Fine. Azoy is the Mises. He says the Gemara like this. Just because a miracle happened to... Uh, the same way a miracle happened to her, we could say that a miracle happened to him too. She, she didn't see him dead. She didn't see him dead. Okay? Says the Gemara, Tashma, come and listen. If a woman comes and says that non-Jews came to kill me and my husband, Nafal, I'll list them, or bandits. Who mace... Um, um, uh, who mace... My husband was killed and, and, and I was saved. Now, Menas, there she is believed. Okay? You see, now bandits and Goyim should be similar to a case of famine and war because there's a lot of upheaval. So you see, just because she sa- when she says, I'm saved and he's dead, we do believe. Answer the Gemara, no. Awesome kid, Ravidi. And that Brisa, the reason why we believe her is because of the logic of Ravidi. What's the logic of Ravidi? The Amar Ravidi, Isha Clay Zaina Aleha, a woman, um, a, a woman has. We're going to translate it as she's a natural. She has a natural coating of armor. She's a natural knight with a fortress surrounding her. Vosmaint. What does that mean? It means very simply. And that is that if you have people coming and there's a man and a woman, who are they more likely to have mercy on? The woman. Why are they more likely to have mercy on a woman than a man? Various, various reasons why. Right? Various reasons why. But for some reason or other, people, uh, even the cruelest of the cruel, are more willing to have mercy on her. And hence, if she says, I'm saved, my husband's dead, we will believe her under that circumstance because of, of that logic. Okay. Who governed there was a guy, Isli Nura. There was a guy who at the end of his wedding um, there was a fire. Bay Ginani. Bay Ginani is by the house of his garden, referring to where he was supposed to live. Umrahu Dabisu. So his um, his his wife said to them. So she's, the mom is just married, and there's people crowding around. There's a fire. The wife says to them, Chazu Gavroi, Chazu Gavroi, my husband's inside. He's dead. He's burning. My husband's burning in there. Asu Chazu Gavroi, Charucha Deshadi. So they, and uh, afterwards they walked inside. Asu, uh, uh, they went inside. Chazu Gavroi, Charucha. They saw a burnt corpse. Deshadi, Upischa Dida Deshadia. Um, they saw a, a uh, burnt corpse and there was a hand lying near the corpse. Sovar Rav Chiyo Barovin, Rav Chiyo Barovin says, Lememar, to Ame, uh, 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 I'm sorry, Rav Chiyo Barovin says, Lememar hainu isnu aleinu, that this case is similar on us to bias ishunu aleinu ma'ara, to the case where um, 
a woman says, my house is on fire and the cave was on fire. That the same way we have to assume that if she got out through a miracle, the husband got out through a miracle, so too over here, you went inside. She said, my husband's in there. And you see a dead body. You can't recognize it, but you see a dead body. You do not believe her that it was her husband. She doesn't really know it was her husband. I'm a rubber. Rav says, me dummy. Could you compare the two cases? Is it similar? In the case of the bride, so what she's saying, my husband's in there, my husband's in there. No, she wasn't saying, she wasn't saying my husband's in there. Right? She's saying my husband burnt. The, the, the cave was on fire. That's what she said. She didn't say my husband's burnt. And furthermore, Here we found a dead body with a, uh, with a burnt hand as opposed to the other case. By the case where she said the cave was set on fire. The house was set on fire. Did we find a corpse? No. All right. You and a corpse? Huh? We found no, a not, not in the cave. Not by the case of the cave. Yeah, yeah. By the story, by the story of the wedding, yeah, we, we found that we uh, we did find the corpse. Okay. So when we do find the corpse, says the Gemara, says Rava, maybe we could assume it was the husband and she could remarry. By the cave, where she just said, no, the cave was on fire and I ran out. If we didn't, if there's no corpse there, we're going to say maybe your husband had a miracle as well, and he just ran in the other direction. Which means somebody went to investigate in the cave. Yeah. Yeah, or, they, or even if they didn't investigate, they haven't found the corpse, doesn't matter. Well, if you haven't found the corpse, you have to assume he's alive. That's right, that's what Rav is saying. That's what Rav is saying. She's assuming her husband's dead. Question is, do you believe that? Because we, the Jews are fired. Says the Gemara, Rav Chiyobarav, and what is Chiyobarav going to say? Gabra Harucha Deshadia. He says, just because you have a burnt guy there doesn't say anything. You know why? It might have been the guy from the Chashu Sholem, but the guy, the Kyle guy from the story who went inside to save the baby. In our story, he's a, he's a hero. In other stories, it doesn't always have a happy ending. You can have somebody who goes into a fire trying to save somebody else and they get killed too. Says the Gemara, maybe we should say that when you find the burnt corpse of a person, even though she had her husband, maybe somebody... So somebody hurt her and went inside to save the husband, and that's the dead guy. And we'll say that maybe the hand that's that's there is from the person who came to save him. And maybe you'll say like this: that's more incredible. The dead guy is the 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 the, the hero. The hand lying near him is the burnt hand of the husband. Where's the husband? He went to the ER because he burnt his hand. His hand fell off and now he's embarrassed. So he ran away. Maybe that's what happened. If she didn't see him dead, you can't rely. You can't just say that she is permitted to remarry. Okay. Says the Gemara Viter. They asked the question searching for information. What if you have an Eid a single witness, who says that the husband passed away in war? Time of Eid Usually, when do we say one witness is believed as far as an Aguna is concerned, right? No, this guy comes and he says, we, we, we learned Eid Echad is believed Mishum Aguna. Mishum Aguna To not leave woman Aguna, we're going to rely on the single witness. What if the single witness also comes, but there is upheaval? And maybe he himself doesn't really know that the husband's dead. The same way we're concerned when the, hu- when the wife comes, 
Maybe she doesn't know what she's talking about. When an Eidechon comes, maybe also if this word will say, you don't know what you're talking about. Time with Eidechon, Mihamon, the reason why an Eidechon is believed by an Aguna, usually, usually he's not going to lie on something that could eventually come out. Why would he lie and say the husband's dead if in two weeks the husband could come back home and make him a proven liar? So usually we say the guy's not going to lie. But over here, uh, so therefore, here also we should believe him because he's not going to try to lie. I don't or perhaps, what, what's, the, what's the more about to say? What's the other side? Maybe he's not trying to lie. He's just assuming the guy's dead. She's going to check it out. But during war, when there's upheaval, she's not going to be able to go do a, a full checking. So, so that's the shayla. Amr Rabbi Rachama. Rabbi Rachama says, Tashma, come and listen. Amr Rabbi Kiva says, She arrived to Narda, Labra, Shara, went down to Narda to make a leap year. Matsos with the Sanhedrin. Matsosi Nechemish, Ishbe's Delhi. I found Nechemya from the house of Delhi. Shevi Amarli, and Nechemya said to me, Shamati, I heard. Shein Masina Sijah Barzal, Piedach, Rabbi Bamboba. That in Yisrael, they do not allow an Eidachad, they do not rely on Eidachad for a woman to, to, be, to, to remarry, except for Rabbi Yehuda ben Bava. He's the only Rav who allows a woman to remarry with a single witness. And I said, you're right. Amarli says to me, Amarli Mishmi, you know, t- tell the Rabbanon in my name, Nechemia says, Atem Medina Zu Mishu You should know. That Hamadina Hazu, this Medina, this state, this country, Mishubeshes Begoises, has a lot of bandits, has a lot of war, has a lot of, has a lot of rivalry. Okay? And I have a Chazaka from Gamil Hazokin. We allow a woman to remarry even with a single witness in a country with upheaval. My Medina Meshubashas Bigiyases. What does it mean? A country that has that has upheaval and and uh, soldiers, bandits, lava fagav the Medina Meshubashas kachmukbanim esian apiedach. Isn't he? Isn't his message over here teaching me that even though there's upheaval, we still rely on an edachod? Al meidachod mihamani. See an answer to our question. What was our question? Do we believe in edachod to go ahead and tell me that? A woman is a lottery marry. The husband died during a time of war. Over here you see, yeah. Good answer. Amarava Rava says, no, no proof. No proof from this story, my dear Rabbi Barchama. No proof from this bride. So you know why? Ihochi, if it's true. What does it mean in this country? He say you should know. Anytime, anytime there's war. I have a cow makam sheish got me boy I have a messiah. El Amara brother says, Oh, come This is what Nechemia from Base Delhi wanted to uh, wanted to say. Atem Yaydim Shemadina Dum Shabash Bigyasais. You know very well that this country has a lot of war. For the Yavshar Lila Mishbak in Shibesi, you might see Kamera Bonon, and therefore I'm not able to leave my family and come to Eric Yisrael to give Eidos to pass on the Messorah that has been passed on to me. And I'm te- therefore, I'm telling you right, right here, right now, that we have Messiah from Rebbe We allow a woman to marry Alpi Eid Echad. Okay. Now, what about during war? We don't know. He's not talking about war. He's just letting us know it's important to keep the Messiah. So he still have a question. 
Toshma come and listen. There were two Tabi who were traveling with Abba Yaisi Ben Simai on a boat. The boat drowned, the boat sank, boat went down. Rabbi allowed their wives to marry from the testimony of women who were on the boat, that the women saw these men drown. <coughs> The wives of the two Tabi the Cham, they saw the Cham drown. Okay. The Vahamayim Kimachamadam says the Gemara, a sinking ship is traumatic. There's upheaval. So it should be similar to war. And a woman testifying, even a hundred women, is like one Eirachad. You see, you're relying on a person. On a woman to testify during a time of war. What was our original question? Do we permit an Eidecha to testify when there's, when there's uh, upheaval. upheaval? And over here you see, yeah. Because these women were in a state of, uh, state of upheaval. And we're still trusting them to say that they saw the husbands go under. Says the Gemara of Tisbara. Is it logical to bring a proof from that case of the, of the boat? Mayim shein lam they're out in the ocean. It was water that didn't have any, nowhere near the shore. And therefore, it doesn't matter. There's, <laughs> these, guys, these guys are dead. Umayim shein lam soif ishtay asura. Shein lam soif, no. Umayim shein lam soif ishtay asura. And the halacha is that waters that, that don't have an end, okay, which means people can say, we know for sure that, um, that, uh, that these tell me the chum, okay, people know for sure these tell the chum, perhaps, miraculously, went far, far away, we'll say, a water no one means like, you can't really see what's, what's uh, happening in the distance, okay? It was, a, it was water that like, you don't know everything that's happening. And we know, therefore, a woman's going to be usher. Because you can't see forever. You can't see forever. You can't know where these guys went. They can't swim forever either. True. But how long forever? Three days? Four days? About five hours. How about five minutes? Can they be five minutes underwater? Maybe. Maybe, they, maybe this, there was these waves and they went under. And they were under for a couple minutes. But by the time they came out of the water... There was out of sight already. And the Misa, they're alive. The halacha is Ishtay Asura. The wives remain forbidden. So why would we permit these women to testify in such a circumstance? So Gemara says, Rather, what's the case? The Amri, Askinu Kamon. The women said their bodies were dead in front of us. Askinu Kamon. The bodies of these Hudnei Kham were seen to us as dead, top of top of uh, Amud Beis, Kuf Amud Beis, the Chazinu Altar, and we saw these bodies La Altar. What does it mean La Altar? Soon enough that their bodies were still recognizable. The Kaamri Simonim, and they gave signs how they knew it was this person, the, these men. The Simonim. We're not really relying on the Edachad; we're relying on the signs on the body, both the signs of who it was and. The signs of death. 
Who got from another story? There was a guy. The Ifkid Shum Shumi Gabi He gave sesame seeds to his friend. And after he gave his friend the sesame seeds, he came back two weeks later and he wanted to receive his sesame seeds back. So he goes back to his friend. Now he didn't give it as a present, he gave it as a deposit. Can you please watch this for me? So he comes back, he wants his sesame seeds. Said, fine. Take your sesame seeds. He says, uh, let me tell you something. You, you know why you can't have them? Because you already have them. Shaklasinu, don't tell me to give you sesame seeds. You came yesterday. You already took the sesame seeds yesterday. And what does the owner say? Don't tell me you gave it back. I'll show you the barrel that they're being kept in in your house. Let's go look inside that barrel and we'll see what's happening over there. Omar Lay, she says back to him, one second. Yeah, granted there's sesame's in that barrel, but that, those aren't yours, those are mine. You already took back yours. These are mine. Rav Chisla thought to say, that's, this is exactly going to have the same status as the case of the Tutmechum, who these women say drowned, and then came up, and they were able to look at their bodies. We don't say that any uh, bodies that came up were different people. Is it similar? What? Listen, different people have different faces. There's different birthmarks. Go tell me the difference between various sesame seeds. Yeah, what's the owner going to do? Prove that it's a different case, it's a different sesame seed? What, what, the, uh, how's, how's he going to prove that it's his? And, the, you know, the fact that he says, uh, I'll, you know, I'll tell you, it was 10.5 pounds of sesame seeds. Okay, I'll say... Well, I measured it out. The amount of sesame seeds in the barrel weighed weigh, 10 and a half pounds. But it's my 10 and a half pounds, not your 10 and a half pounds. Still, since that, that's a possibility, there's no obligation to give it back. Are we concerned, Taka, do we, do we suspect that it's really the guy whose barrels it is and it's not the owner, the depositor? Excuse me. Yeah. Is that really true? And we're going to go so far to say that maybe it's, uh, it's completely different sesame seeds. But to we learned in the Mishnah, if you found a vessel, and on the vessel is the letter Kuf. What does Kuf stand for? Carbon. Carbon. Mem, or the container has a mem. Okay. Miser. Now, how do you know? You know. But you found the container. It's got a kuf. It's got a mem. So does it belong to Kaplan? Is that what the kuf is? You know, people have the, their monogram on the... On the shirt sleeve. Yeah, shirt sleeve. They have, sometimes you could buy it in the store uh, pre-made for your napkins, right? With a, with a letter on it. So it's got a kuf. So do we say, oh, return it to Kaplan? Or do we say, no, 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 Kuf stands for carbon. You have to assume it's hectic. If there's a mem on it, does it stand for Menachem? Yeah? 
What does it stand for? Uh, my sir, Dalid, Dalid. Well, what's da- Dalid? Dimua. That's assumed to be Dimua. Okay, what's Dimua? A, uh, a mixture of Truma and Chul. Tes, Tevel, Tof, Truma, because in a time of danger, when the Goyim were trying to stop us from doing mitzvahs, so how do we know what uh, How do we know uh, if something actually was truma? They would just make a letter, the first letter, and people, uh, you know, and, and people would know that it was that it was truma. Okay, but the bottom line is that if you see if there's a letter on something, you use that as a simon. And you say, it's Shuma, it's Meiser, Chves, whatever it is. So over here as well, why don't we say, if the one who is giving over the sesame seeds knows the exact amount, why isn't that enough of a simon to return it? Amle Rabina Lurvashi. Ravina said back to Ravashi, V'leich Hashina Shema Pi Yiyinon. One second, one second, one second. Don't be so sure. Don't be so sure that we should trust this other guy to say he's the real owner that I wasn't given back. Because, aren't we concerned we'll switch it? Aim a safe, look at the end of the mission. BAC, everybody says, because love Shuma. Let's say he finds a barrel and it says Shuma. It doesn't say tough. It says Shuma. You find a barrel with apples inside. It says Shuma on it. Guess what? Chulin. It's Chulin. It's not Shuma. Shani Yomer, because I'll say, Ishtakit have a Mali Shuma Pina. Last year, the guy kept Truma in it, but this year it's regular. How do you know he's put Truma in it again? That means we're assuming whatever was in there originally has been taken out, and something else was put in. So it's got to be, according to the safest Mishnah, that we are concerned. Maybe um, it, it was changed. And here in our mission, what we're talking about is one holds that if it was emptied out, he would it would have left some sort of of uh, mark on it. Okay, says no. Sometimes people don't mark it off once they take the chuma out. In other words, it says chuma. If you were to sit to chuma, wouldn't you cross out the word chuma and and write chulin? This reminds me of like. You know, uh, putting away your Pesach dishes. It says, uh, Parev Cutlery. Pesach Parev Cutlery. And then you're packing up after Pesach. You cross it out. And now it's Fleshig Pots. You know what I mean? So then you, you, you got all your boxes with like uh, cross outs and the newest thing there. Maybe if you forgot. Or if you forgot. So, you, okay, well, originally was Truma. He forgot to switch it out. He forgot to cross it out. But maybe there's a chance that Taka is Hulin, Inami, or, or you could say the Navchaya Shavke, that maybe he left the word Truma there or he left the mark there for proof. He just wanted, uh, you know, if you, if you write Truma, there's less chance a Yid is going to steal it. Because what is he, what's he going to do with it? Right? It's like uh, this guy got fed up. With uh, he used to buy his special milk in yeshiva. He got fed up with guys using his milk for coffee. So he wrote on the bottle, Cholov Stam. Okay, Cholov Stam. We'll steal your milk, but not if it's Cholov Stam. You know what I mean? So everybody stop, everybody stop taking the milk. Right? So over here as well, he wrote Truma. 
Why do you write Juma? Is it really Juma? No, not really Juma. You wrote Juma. So everybody keeps their hands off it. That's it. Yitzchak Reish Galusa Barachaster Rav Bibi Abikaz Omei Kortavol Is Pamaya Veshawa Wachiv Rav Yitzchak The Reish Galusa Reish Galusa is always the head of the Yidin who had it who who would who you know as we were in Galus he was the nephew of Rav Bibi and he was going from Kortuva to Aspramaya and he passed away Sholchu Mei Hosam Yitzchak Reish Galusa Barachaster Rav Bibi Abikaz Omei Kortavol Is Pamaya Veshawa so they sent a message telling them the news that he passed away. Says the Gemara. Now, we didn't just say his name. We said like the Gansa title, right? Says the Gemara, one second. Are we concerned that maybe there is a completely different Yitzchak that somebody's going somebody's gonna to think that it wasn't this guy who died? Or not. says, We are concerned. Rabbi Marlai how, uh, says Abaye, how do I know that we are concerned that maybe there's another Yitzchak? The, uh, there was a cat that was found in Arda, next to the city of Colonia. And Uksiv, I'm sorry, Ahugito de Shagak bin Arda. There was a get that was found in Arda. Uksiv, it said on the get, Pitsad Kulyana Masa, next to the city of Kulyana. Ana, I, Andrulinoi Narda, Andrulinoi of Narda. Protis, I am, Pitaris, I am separating myself, I am releasing the Terechas Yas Plainness Intesu, and I am divorcing my wife by this name. Who said, check out the entire Narda to make sure nobody else has the same name. If somebody else has the same name, then it won't be valid. If nobody else has the same name, it would, it would be valid. And Rabbi says, If we're really concerned about another person of the same exact name, Why are you checking the city? We should say you got to check the whole world. Maybe there's another guy with the same exact name as you. And I guarantee, uh, I'm pretty confident there very well may be in Klai Israel. Somebody with the same exact name as me, somebody with the same exact name as you. But rather, he really held that there's no concern about somebody else having the same name. But out of honor for Shmuel's father, he said that they should, uh, they should search. Why? Because again, Shmuel's father was the one who gave the psak and out of the respect, so it doesn't look like he made a mistake. They, they, this was the recommendation. How do I know that it's okay? That, that, that we're not nervous about two people with the same name. There were two documents that were written in the One was Chavoy, the son of Nanoi. Another one was Nanoi, the son of Chavoy. Forced them to pay. Forced them to pay. Somebody brought documents. You owe money. Hey, look, you got, you got your name on it. Says the Gemara, one These were very, very normal and common names in Mechuzah. So why aren't we concerned that there's somebody else? Why are we obligating them to pay back? So Abaye is going to say, top of tomorrow's daf, what are you nervous about? What are you going to be concerned about? Um, in you know uh, about uh, using these documents, even if if you're nervous that maybe the lender who was holding on to the document dropped it somewhere, and somebody else found it, 
Mizar Zarebe, eh, you don't have to assume that. People, when they lend money and they need to be paid back, are usually Zahir. They're usually very careful to ensure it doesn't get lost. Um, and I would say, especially if the names in it are very common, right? Ilip Ikadon, and if you're going to say that maybe it was just given over as a pikadon, kivan deshmei deshmei lai mifugabe. Since the names are the same, so why would a lender just use these common names? If he had 18 people and their names were, uh, you know, their names were completely different. I'm sorry, you have 18 people, you have a, a, a lot of people all with a similar name. Let me explain what a joke. It talks so. All right. So the um, there was a Palestinian and an Israeli, and they were arguing who has rights to the land of Israel. And they were having a religious argument. Religious argument. Palestinians said, "Well, all my all my uh, sheiks and all my clergy members, you know, they they say that we get the land." And the Yid says, "Yeah, come on." So they make a deal. They make a deal. And the deal was that the Palestinian, he's got, so the Palestinian says, listen, we have more, we have more clergy members than you, so we must be right. And, the, and this uh, yeshivish Israeli says, no, we have much more than you, so I might be right. So they got into, now they're in a homach like us about who has more clergy members. So they make a deal. Whoever can name, whoever could mention more names of clergy members can pull out one hair from the other guy's beard. Okay, fine. So the Palestinian goes first. He says, Ahmed, Mahmoud, Muhammad. You know, he gets up to like 16 names. And he gets stuck. Because a lot of them have the same name. Seder. So he's like yanking out. He pulls out 16 hairs from this Israeli's beard. So then it's the Israeli's turn. He says, Rabbi Akiva, 24,000 Talmidim. He yanks out the whole beard. <laughs> yeah. Yanks out the whole beard. Okay. Cool. So, <laughs> right? So, okay, fine, as, as always the joke. So you have a, you have a situation where, where um, a lot of people in the city, they come from the same, uh, you know, same tradition. They have the same name. Who in their right mind is going to lend money just based upon this name? There's 18 other people in the same city as you as the same name. My Amris, what are you going to say? Maybe that actually was paid up. It has to be given over, oh, letters are only able, which is a star, is only able to be given through Mesira. It has to be given from, from uh, the one who was holding on to it originally, and the one who is handling it now. Okay, so we'll hold it here for today, we're on tomorrow's daf, and uh, Besham tomorrow we'll go back, it's a little bit of a, it's a, little bit of a, uh, a shorter daf, we'll go back tomorrow to the bottom of uh, Rava's opinion, the bottom of Kuftas Rav and Beis. Pick up from here tomorrow. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening, everybody. And I get in Chaydesh. Almost I got nerve Shabbos. Mamish Kavala. All right. Take care, everybody.